How do a big red umbrella, a golf tournament, and God's presence in our lives all work together to tell us something about our relationship with the Lord? Well, listen to today's podcast because that's what it's all about. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life, a story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. This past weekend, I happened to be channel surfing in the middle of the afternoon, and I came upon um, a golf tournament. It was a PGA golf tournament, Professional Golfers Association tournament for men, and uh, I turned it on just as the, it was on the last day of the tournament, uh, and the last uh, player uh, or two were coming on the final couple of holes. And it was a close tournament, so I said, I'll just watch this, uh, see what happens. And uh, when everyone had finished the last round uh, and 72 holes into the tournament, uh, it just so happened that two players were tied. So the way they determine the winner of a golf tournament after it's completed and there are two players tied is they play an extra hole. Uh, usually they go back and they replay the 18th hole. And uh, if one of them shoots a lower score than the other on that extra hole, that person is the winner. Sometimes after that first hole, they still are tied. And so they might play a second hole or a third hole. Uh, but generally speaking, most of those uh, tournaments, even when there's a, a tie, uh, are completed after one, two, or three extra holes, generally speaking. Well, uh this time in this tournament, they played the 18th hole over again, the first extra hole, and they were tied again, still. Uh, so they played another hole, tied again, played a third extra hole, still tied, fourth extra hole, still tied, fifth extra hole, sixth extra hole, seventh extra hole, still tied. Finally, on the eighth extra hole, one of the players won the tournament. <laughs> it was really quite something to watch. It was getting dark. Uh, the announcers had been in front of the camera for like, I don't know what, seven or eight hours. Uh, everyone was getting a little silly and, 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 and crazy. Uh, and it was just kind of fun, but also intense. And it was just kind of a great sporting event to watch. I'm, I'm glad that I tuned it in when I did. Uh, but it was, the, uh, it was the Traveler's Insurance Golf Championship. And the reason I know it was the Traveler's Insurance Golf Championship is because the Traveler's Insurance logo has a big red um, umbrella uh, that's part of it. A big red umbrella. And uh, at this tournament uh, on, I don't know, it was the 17th or 18th hole, there was like a lake 
and uh, that the, the players had to hit over. And in the middle of that lake, floating on top of the water, was a huge red umbrella. And then sometimes when uh, the cameras would show people who were in the gallery watching and cheering on the players, several of them had smaller red umbrellas that they had apparently bought at a gift shop or something. So the point is that Travelers Insurance wanted people who were watching or who were there to know that they were the sponsor. This was the Travelers Golf Insurance Golf Championship. And the way they reminded you was by putting red umbrellas everywhere they could, could possibly put them. And it reminded me uh, that several years ago, there were some commercials on television by Travelers Insurance, and they featured these big red umbrellas. Uh, maybe you re remember them um, because they were on TV all the time. Uh, one in particular that I remember from back then had a properly dressed gentleman, like an English gentleman, uh, kind of looked just looked English to me, but he had a top hat and tails, and he was out walking or whatever, and he came upon a couple of kids who had broken their bicycle, and he helped them by using a huge red umbrella that he carried around with him, and it acted like a hot air balloon and whisked those children away to safety. Uh, to help them in the time of their need. The umbrella had protected them and saved them from their troubles. By the end of the commercial, the man was sitting on a rooftop where he surveyed the city skyline. I guess it was probably London. And as he sat up there and he looked out over the skyline, he noticed uh, you could see spotted here and there around the city uh, several of these big red umbrellas supposedly protecting those who lived under them from their own problems. The message was clear from this insurance company, Travelers. They were saying, come under our umbrella of insurance protection and we'll take care of you. Under our special big red umbrella, you can find security and assurance and peace of mind. The problem is, that the umbrella then and still today, I think, is an outdated symbol of protection. I mean, almost no one uses an umbrella anymore. Just look around during the next rainy day. How many umbrellas do you think you will see? I mean, unless it's just a huge downpour storm gully washer, most people would just prefer to brave the elements, get wet, catch a cold, whatever. <laughs> I mean, anything is better than carrying an umbrella, it seems. <laughs> it just isn't the thing to do anymore. Not for men, not for women, not for kids, especially not for kids. I mean, back in the day, my kids would rather walk over hot coals before they would uh, walk outside carrying an umbrella. Because you know what? One thing is certain for kids, an umbrella is certainly not cool for school. <laughs> so instead, what people do is they take matters into their own hands. If there are consequences from getting soaked, so be it. They can worry about that later. Maybe the problem is they're afraid they'll look different than other people. Maybe they think 
people will laugh at them. Maybe they think it's a sign of weakness in some way. The important thing is, at the moment of the storm, they look fashionable. During the downpour, they look cool and they fit in because they don't have an umbrella. But to me, you know what? That all seems a bit silly. Why choose to get wet when a simple umbrella would keep you dry? Why take the chance of catching a cold or ruining your clothes when an umbrella offers a sure alternative and solution to the problem? Why go out in bad weather empty-handed without the protection that an umbrella can provide? It reminds me of people who go into their future without any protection above their heads as well. People who would prefer to just face the elements of an uncertain life without the, without the umbrella of God's love above them and around them. You know, like a real umbrella, a relationship with God offers a sure alternative and solution to the problem of daily defeats and difficulties. Not that you'll never suffer another defeat or have another difficulty, but you will not face them alone without a shield of protection above you to help you stay dry and safe in spite of the downpour. Like the big red umbrella in the commercial, when you come under God's umbrella through faith in Jesus, you find security, assurance, and peace of mind, even during the worst storms of life. You know what? Still, in spite of that, it seems like most people choose to take matters into their own hands and just take their chances during those frightening storms, even when there are consequences, even if they eventually end up feeling awful because of their sin. They think, so be it. They think, I'll worry about that later. But it seems silly to me. Why choose to get wet and sick when the simple umbrella of faith would wipe away the weather and keep you safe and dry. Maybe they think giving their life to Christ is just not the thing to do. Maybe they're afraid of being different. Maybe they worry about what other people will think of them. Maybe they think it's a sign of weakness. So they face the future alone, without God, without his umbrella of grace to protect them. Paul faced something like that back in his day, he wrote a letter to the Philippians and described the difference between people who walk with God's umbrella and those who choose not to. Here's what he said. He said, there are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They hate Christ's cross. But Easy Street is a dead-end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. But there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. 
He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around him. And that means over us. You see, God's umbrella is shaped like a cross. And you don't hold it over your head. You hold it in your heart. And when you do, your future is not unsure because he will walk with you every step of the way until you end up in his presence. Indeed, your future is sure. One thing is certain. Until you get there, it will be raining out there in the world. Do you want an umbrella or not? The choice is yours. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe Himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day. 